Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Another Phase. I'm your host Tamara Dreesen and this week I am beyond, and I mean beyond, (laughs) excited to introduce you to Semra Haxava. She is an eclectic witch and the mastermind behind Mama Moon Candles and I know that some of you are big fans like me so this is one of the episodes that we have all been waiting for. If you aren't already following Semra on Instagram, make sure that you check her out at Mama Moon Candles as soon as you've listened to this episode. Her Instagram account is like the gift that keeps on giving with cat videos, memes, and inspiring posts with words of wisdom that are always so perfectly timed. I mean, I just feel like whenever I catch one, it just it's like it's speaking to my soul. Semra is also the author of three incredible books. Everyday Magic, Love Spells, and Mama Moon's Book of Magic. And she's just wrapping up another project, which you're going to hear all about later on. I feel like Semra is just, oh, she's just so amazing in so many ways. And I think that one of the reasons why I feel like I have got a special connection with her is because we both released our first books at the same time. Like she was releasing Everyday Magic and I was right releasing The Crystal Code. Like they literally came out like within a few weeks of each other. So we had that shared experience, um, which felt really special. And I'm really grateful to have had someone kind of going through the same thing at the same time with that. She is just, yeah, such a wonderful person and she creates spells, candles and potions that do exactly what they say on the tin. She's pure magic and if you listen all the way through to the end of this episode, Semra shares a spell that you can do to support you to release any of your problems. Um, I know that I haven't tried it yet but I'm going to be doing that soon. So you'll have to let us know how you get on with it if you do try that spell. You might have seen on my Instagram on IGTV, there's a video where I talk about doing one of Semra's money incense spells and the results were almost instant. I did the spell in the morning, went out to go and get some lunch and then found a £20 note on the pavement when I was walking along the street. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, when does that ever happen? Like, not often. Like, not often enough. <laughs> and I just took it as such a beautiful reminder that money can come to us easily when we least expect it and without having to hustle too hard which was so expensive for me because I know that one of my limiting beliefs around money has been that to have money you've got to work really hard for it and that's always been a block because it's like oh my gosh I'm already working hard hard enough as it is how can I do more and I don't feel like I can do more to get more and this is something that I've worked on over the last like few years is how working on this is what helped me leave my hairdressing job behind and start working for myself and now I really do feel like yeah money does come to me easily in a lot of ways and I have such a different relationship to money um which has been very liberating you might have seen me talking about it on Instagram recently and I just, yeah, feel like people need to know more about this because I think that money can feel so restrictive and make us feel trapped. But when we do nurture our relationship with money, so much can change and and just get aware of what our relationship around money is and all of these different things that we aren't taught about, which is like classic, I think, all the things that we need to know about, we aren't taught about. If you're listening to this on the day of release, which is the full moon in Capricorn on the 24th of June, 2021, then I am hosting Gold Digger, which is an abundance and money manifestation workshop, which is happening this evening. And you will find out more about it on my website, which is 
www.wolfsister.com. If you want to get yourself a last minute ticket, it's happening on Zoom. So no matter where you are in the world, then you can join in as long as you've got internet and a laptop or your phone um, would work nicely too. And if you can't make it live, but you can book your ticket before um, the event starts, then you get access to the replay for a week. So you can make the most of that if you can't make it live. It is one of my most favorite workshops that I teach because the shift seem to happen really quickly for a lot of people when they've been part of it. And I also believe that money can give us a sense of freedom, which I've just mentioned, when we nurture our relationship with it. And it gives us more options in our lives, which is why I am so passionate about teaching these practices because I want that for everyone. And I know what a difference that it makes to me and what a difference it's made to my life. And these are tools that I come back to again and again. And um, yeah, I guess it's a life skill. I usually only teach this class once a year. So if you do feel called to it, I really, really hope that you can make it. So... Now for this week's episode, I'm going to just let you enjoy this virtual hangout with myself and Semra. It's a very chatty one and I want to say be prepared to be inspired because Semra shares her journey to setting up Mama Moon Candles from her life as a stylist through to doing a comedy show to Mama Moon Candles and all of the incredible work that she's doing and all of the people she helps with everything that she does. Um, So I know that I'm pretty sure that you're going to fall in love with Summer as you listen to this because she is, yeah, she's amazing. So enjoy. I'm so excited to talk to you about well everything we've just been talking about <laughs> before I started recording <laughs> and everything that's to come but I feel like I'm just yeah I'm, I feel like I'm all, all of getting the surge of like overexcited because I really wanted you to be my guest like last oh I know and I was I was not I mean I was not in a good space no. to be on a race and also you know even now like even before we did today it's like oh my god I'm so boring like what am I gonna <laughs> who's gonna want to listen to what I've got to say no, I mean, everyone everyone <laughs> I was I did a little um little kind of shout out about kind of like talking about me doing a solo episode but what did people want to hear more about and there, were, there was like a few people that were like witchcraft and spells Aww. and rituals and I was like I've got someone for you cool. like <laughs> we've already got that lined up so I know that everybody is probably going to be hanging off your every word um <laughs> I can't wait to share this they don't feel like you're boring but also I think that's like a side effect of lockdown as well. Because <laughs> nothing's going on. No. It's like, <laughs> it's like how are you doing? What have you been up to? What have you been up to? Uh... <laughs> you have been up to a lot. You've been writing a book. I mean, it's been, you know, lockdown has been, it was busy for candles. Now I've had quite a shock. Like sales have just really been bad. Like it's been, really? Really, it's been, I can't remember a week a couple this last two weeks has been oh actually last week it picked up but two weeks ago and this week like really bad gonna have to start doing something else yeah 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 like really shockingly you know summer always does go down a little bit because of um 
the heat and maybe people not wanting to have candles. But I think the shops, I've spoken to a few other people who have got online stuff and they've mm. also said that it's really dropped because I guess people out. are going out, yeah. So, yeah, so it's been, um, but lockdown has been, it's just been work, you know, mm. like, but yeah, but anyway. Yeah. And like, yeah, I feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about the candles. Like, before I um, jumped onto our call, I was like, right, I'm going to light. I've lit my prosperity and courage candle. <laughs> I've sprayed my realness spray. <laughs> like, I've put on my, I've anointed myself with my Oh, I'm so jealous. I need to, I've left everything. Like, I gave, a couple of people have been round or I've had stuff in my bag and I've yeah. just like given, I went to my first party the other week. Like, it was Kayreen's, you know, my best friend's 40th. Mm. And um, there was someone there was like, you smell so nice. And I was like, here you go. And I'm like, literally, I have candles at home, but I haven't, like, somebody was like, um, talking about, posted on their Instagram the other day, the cosmic realness. And I was like, oh, I just felt jealous when I saw yours then. I want to spritz. It's <laughs> so funny though, isn't it? It's always the way that it goes. Like when it's your thing, for some reason you don't, like you've given it all it. out or you've sold it or you don't have Hello. it yourself. Um, oh, but I loved it because when you sent me the cosmic, cosmic realness I was like I sprayed it and I was like oh my god this is like next level it takes you somewhere else doesn't it like the smell I messaged you this like the smell is like that holiday suntan lotion smell that whenever <laughs> I buy a suntan lotion I'm like please smell of the holiday like and it never does and I'm like when you sent this I was like how has you done that I know I was that's the kind that's there was there was a Dolce Gabbana perfume actually <clears throat> that I know was vanilla and lemon and I yeah. had that in my mind and I was like oh that would be so nice to do something kind of like that yeah and then um when I was thinking oh you know what it needs to have something a little bit of something for protection in it <clears throat> so I put some coconut in it yeah and I was like oh my god that's this is now smelling like and then I switched the lemon to bergamot because that was more uplifting and took you on more of a journey yeah and um yeah, and it basically kind of ended up formulating like that. But it, it is that holiday smell. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of the sort of magic or psychology, of, you know, that whole thing about scent magic that tunes into the limbic system. Yeah. That takes you on a journey. You is know, that how, takes is you that, somewhere. Is that how all of your stuff works then? Because everything that you create smells completely divine and out of this world. Like, I'm not even just saying it, like, because I'm, I'm smelling it and I'm like, it's real. <laughs> like, it really does. Like, and is that your thing, like the smell? Like, yeah, is that part of the scent, scent magic, your thing? So that would be the scent magic, yeah. The scent magic would have, um, there'd definitely be the magical bit and then there'd be the mm -hmm. scientific bit. Yeah. So the scientific bit would be the limbic system in your brain, which you have probably has been on many of your lifelines journeys so it will always invoke something to inspire calm you down motivate you clear your head um and then the magical part is the offering to the spirits mm -hmm. you know all the um properties of that plant mm -hmm. um you know for and that, then that would be going back from you know to sort of medieval folklore kind of witchcraft yeah. for all these herbs wow yeah um and like how what it like what's your process like do you when you're do you like right this is something that I need and what like you kind of create that and then you work with it and then you like put it out there or is it like do you get downloads of like or it's probably a big mix of all of it isn't it <laughs> it's, yeah it completely is it's a complete and utter combination um the cosmic realness that started 
um, with a actually a, a one-to-one session mm-hmm. and somebody kept loose. She was um, going through a whole little moment in her life mm-hmm. and she kept losing it at somebody. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she had kind, kind of come to see me because she didn't, it was her dad that she kept losing it at. Mm-hmm. It was locked down. Um, she came in the summer, I think. And I was just, um, and I just saw, I thought, okay, you know, and I kind of had a rough idea of what oils. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do a, you know, and then that was kind of elaborated from that. With the candles, it was all very much what I needed. The fast money potion, that's something I've used for years, Mm -hmm. years and years. Um, And it has, it's never big money. You know, as you know, I think you've yeah. used it before yeah, as well. It's it. never big money. It's always fast money. It's yeah. always like, get that thing sold on eBay. This invoice needs to be paid. Um, and stuff like that. Um, and then I guess when I was developing the candles, you know, it was really hard. Like even now when I think I can't believe that I launched with 10, if I would have been able to go back and give myself some advice, then it probably would have been, you can just launch one. Like just, you know, but I had this thing that it all had to, you know, you always put this pressure on yourself. Yeah. Like everything has yeah. to be big and ready and huge and um so I guess that's a lesson that I've learned along the way mm. um but they were little things that kept coming up with conversations with friends with things that I needed and then I was really going to town with what oils were working well with waxes and you know and how things were mixing nicely together and yeah I ended up I think it was actually nine and then there was like another one a year later but yeah so it yeah. was you know it was kind of um yeah, it was a bit, it's a big, it was a big, <laughs> big job. <laughs> yeah, wow. To create just like a, one product in itself is, because you're refining it, aren't you? You're trying the different things, you're using it, you're trialing it, like maybe giving it to other people. It's a process to then do that yeah. eight times or nine I was, times. Oh yeah, I mean, I was giving them to everybody to try and then I was getting really good feedback and mm. then I just thought, oh, I'm just going to, well, I'll do that one and I'll do that one and you know, it sort of just felt, yeah, it felt right. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was having, I was doing a tarot reading for someone the other day and she was, she's about to launch something, but similar kind of thing. Like she was like trying to do all these different things. And I was like, choose, what do you want to do? <laughs> choose that one thing. Cause I think that it's like a, a bit of like a imposter syndrome kind of thing. It's like, I've got to be, to validate myself and be legit. I've got to have like a full array of options and I think with candles that works as well because like it's nice to have a few to choose from because I've definitely like I love all of your candles but I've definitely got my favorites but my friend's favorites are so different to mine Mm. but I think yeah we can I guess is it a human nature thing or a programming thing to like have that tendency to overcomplicate things sometimes yeah and I think that you almost it's a saboteur isn't it it's the Mm. self-sabotaging thing if you are setting things up to either be so perfect or so many things you're almost delaying the launch or, yeah. you know, or putting it out there. There's always yeah. got to be something that's right. You know, I mean, I even know I was guilty of that in my fashion styling days. Mm. And it would always be, I have to get one more shoot done in my portfolio before I can go and show this person, or I have mm. to get this done. It was almost like a, some kind of procrastination. Where do we, where do you think that comes from? Cause I feel like so many of us have that. Like when I've like, when I've done that, then I'll be good enough. Or yeah. it will be good enough. Like, where do you think that comes from? I think we are just so programmed to feel like we're not good enough. I mean, mm. not all of us. The lucky ones are. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we were just chatting about it before we started recording, you know, with imposter syndrome, mm. you know, and just it's common. It's a, 
it's a big thing. You know, there was yeah. a psychologist who was on it doing a thing on Instagram the other day and he was talking about imposter syndrome and he said, mm. I'm here talking about imposter syndrome and I have imposter syndrome as I'm talking about imposter syndrome, wow. you know, and it is just kind of this sort of, yeah, we, we match ourselves up to unrealistic levels of stuff. And, mm. you know, I mean, it's, I guess that the social media thing now plays into that and makes it even bigger than it was before. Yeah. And like, also, this is a question that I, one of the other things that people were asking the other day were like, how did you make that leap from like your ordinary job <laughs> to doing what you do now? Like, I like, yeah, like, because I know for me, I had to work on some belief things to really yeah. step into it and think that I could pay the bills because I had so many people around me like don't give up your hairdressing job how are you gonna pay the bills mm, <laughs> like mm. like are you sure about that and like even now I have people like oh you're doing that full time like how like how does that work but how did you kind of make that transition from like head not hairdressing that's me, that's me not you <laughs> from styling like, from like fashion styling to like mama moon and this being your thing and writing books and having a shop and all of the other amazing things that you do I know. Well, there was a little bit of a grey area in between there. So I've been mm-hmm. doing the styling and also always while I was doing the styling, popping essential oils and crystals in people's pockets before they were going on stage and stuff, you know. Wow. Um, so always into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I burnt out. I just couldn't do another day of shopping for people. It was just done. Mm-hmm. Um, although there were a few because of the money. I got alert back course. a couple of times. <laughs> and every happened. single time I thought, how did I end up doing this? What an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then, so I basically was like, I'm, I'm going to do a psychology degree. I want to be a therapist. Like, I love therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really good at talking to people. I'm going to yeah. go and do therapy, so be a therapist and go and study psychology. So I did that for two and a half years and then I dropped out. Like, it was, um, it was maths and maths and statistics and more maths and the theory stuff was amazing the theory stuff was I loved but um the statistics was just not Mm -hmm. not my vibe didn't really kind of connect with anybody on the course like it was Mm -hmm. all a bit you know um it wasn't very me (laughs) um and then um I was so just yeah I was freaked out at this point and my best friend and I, um, we used to make silly little videos, like really bonkers out there stuff. <laughs> and we were writing all the time together as our little hobby. And we'd just mm. get dressed up as Mexican men in leather trousers and just make the most oddest little videos. <laughs> and, uh, and we were like, oh, we need to take, we need to go to Edinburgh Festival. We need to make our show. We need to bring our show <laughs> to the world, you know. Yeah. And, um, and we manifested it and we totally did. And we, um, so we were like, how will we get our show to Edinburgh Festival? We have to do it in the back of a motorhome. So we did a Kickstarter. We got a motorhome. We called her Destiny. And we took our completely bonkers. We created this immersive comedy experience. Mm. We took it to Edinburgh Festival. And then we ended up being on tour for three years with it just Whoa, going I never knew that about you I can't believe I've never told I feel you like before. you've mentioned it but like not as in depth as like all of this right okay Love I mean it. it was nuts it was yeah. completely and utterly nuts but I'm we're fairly confident that anybody who came to see our show mm-hmm. they will remember it for the rest of their lives <laughs> um, <laughs> and we 
we actually went to Boomtown the one year when we weren't performing. So we did mm. a couple of years there. And there was a guy who we ran into who had been to our show. And he was like, I was bringing my friends to show it. I think it was so out there. We kind of tried to create a dream. And the whole thing was what happens in the van stays in the van. Right. And um, so... And we had five different experiences. So people would be queuing up with their friends, but they wouldn't tell. And everybody would be so scared before they came in. They would be so scared that they were going to spend 10 minutes in a van with two girls. What the <laughs> hell were they going to do? And, but we really looked after them, you know. And um, we and it was, yeah, it was, we tried to make it like a dream. So there were lots of weird details that would pop out. And that when they'd leave, they'd be like, oh my God, and then this happened, and then this happened. And <laughs> I was locked in a shrine with Paul Daniels and Debbie McGee and they were doing close-up magic. And, you know, there was a, anyway, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was big. And, um, and we did that and, you know, it was a real passion project and we loved it, but we made no money when we were setting it up. We, it didn't really occur to us that one person, even though we didn't charge at the festivals, didn't really occur to us that one person at a time for 10 minutes and changing the set each time and costumes was mm-hmm. um yeah it was, was wasn't really something that was going to be a money maker and we just as well you know it's the confidence thing of now when we look back at our sketches we were so silly that we weren't emailing them to everybody you know yeah. we we like to think we're really funny you know yeah um and then anyway so yeah mama moon sorry I digress um so I was having a little bit of a freak out of what was I going to do because mm. you know I'd sort of definitely didn't want to do styling anymore or go back to that that felt like a lifetime ago at that point mm. I realized I was not academic um and also I'd worked for, I'd had like little odd jobs working for people during that time I worked for a woman who had a fashion production company like it was proper devil wears Prada she was just a she was a bully you know mm. and it was just and I was like I can't work for anybody and you know I'd worked on my own when I'd been doing the styling like I was self, you know, sort of for about, I think it was, I was freelance working for myself for about, about 11 years in total. Mm. I've been doing that, you know. So I was thinking, gosh, I really need to think of something, you know. Um, and there was a couple of little side notes of inspiration, probably. A friend of mine in Australia had started making candles. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you would love this. And about a month or two before I'd been at a car boot sale and I, got um a book on scent magic and I was like I knew all about magic but the real story of an offering to the spirits was just like this is so cool anyway um so I was going to Bali on a holiday Mm -hmm. and um I was gonna climb well with the plan was that me and my boyfriend at the time would climb Mount Batur and you know me yeah that's not me because you know how on me that is yeah <laughs> it's so on me <laughs> so um but I said to another friend of mine I was like because I knew you know I was always into intention setting and manifestations mm-hmm. but I was just like when I get to that top, the top of that um that volcano yeah I'm gonna know I'm gonna have a vision I'm gonna have a vision and I was like I just so confident. I mean you know when I think about myself sometimes I'm so I can have these moments of just like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. It's like, who yeah. was that? You know, so um, anyway, I, uh, I, I did. I managed to climb it. I held the guide's hand pretty much the whole way up. Yeah. It was really hard. It was really hard. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Bali a few times. I've never <laughs> like, gone up Mount Batur. <laughs> and I went back a few years ago, and I remember my friend and I had kind of toyed with the idea, and I thought, how cool to reclimb it. Yeah. And we were just like, just didn't have it in me. You know? mm. <laughs> it was, Did you have the vision? 
I did. Yeah. I went up the top and I was like, okay, do you know what? I'm going to do candles. I guess, you know, and I did have those little, um, subconscious implants that were probably buzzing around anyway, but I did just, and I thought of the name Mama Moon up there and we, um, left the, um, you know, walked down the volcano, finished it, went and had some of the, what was it? The, um, I can't remember what those little animals are, but they poo when you drink the coffee. Oh, Lawak. Yeah, so we went to, it was one of those tourists, you know, so we went there, had a coffee, and I was like, started sort of like putting notes in my phone and getting Mm. really excited. And I went back to our villa and I did a full little action plan. And I had no idea how to make a candle. I knew that I was good with scents um, Mm. and I've got a good nose. Um, And then, yeah, we went to, because then we went to visit our friends in Australia, my boyfriend at the time's family. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend who we stayed with for a week, he was making candles. He was the friend who was making candles. And he was like, you'd love it. You'd love it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a go at this when I get home. And I came back and I did, booked in, did like a half day course that wasn't that helpful. (laughs) (laughs) And um, there was a lot, I think it was sort of, you know, there's so many components and so much alchemy to making a candle. It's not just about heating the wax and pouring it there's is that what the workshop was like then just very basic yeah you know there's very basic sort of um things it's very sort of you know but it's there's so much to it there's you know about a thousand different wicks that you can choose you've got to choose the right wick that goes with the right oils with the right mm. wax, with the right you know you want to sort of make sure that you've got a good burn time um yeah the temperatures of the wax the temperatures of the wax for certain scents oh all of that <laughs> stuff so um yeah. so that was that was, I think, probably quite a bit of, that was quite a lot of experimenting, like mm-hmm. maybe about seven or eight months of just kind of doing other little bits, doing my show, still doing our comedy show, mm. but being very, very determined that this was going to be something that I was going to do. And, you know, just to say as well, I really, this stuff, all this witchcraft, you know, the wellness, whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. wellness stuff, it's like it wasn't really like, as we know it now yeah it wasn't it was a very very different sort of just I think it was around the same time yeah. that you were probably exploring all this yeah and we're like can't find anything we've really got to go down a rabbit hole to try and find anything it was just not and I knew you know all my friends are very spiritual so I knew mm-hmm. that a lot of my girlfriend you know so when I was kind of asking them I remember thinking sometimes am I in a echo chamber you know and thinking I wonder if this is good you know I actually thought they were probably going to be quite niche mm-hmm. I didn't think that they would be as international as they yeah are, you well know. you've been in planet organic as well yeah like, planet organic, been... three people yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, it's been, <laughs> you know it's been it's been a bit you know it's really been really great so yeah. um I yeah I didn't expect but I think I was just doing it at that kind of right time almost you know mm. it's very it was good the timing was was very good and do you feel um, like there was like a moment like I guess was it was it the moment on the top of Mount Batur <laughs> where you had your vision like what do you feel like the moment was for you or was it a gradual process of just kind of like everything just aligning the way that it needed to I would say that the on top of Mount Bator it was a moment and that was kind of a little bit of the line of I want to make a magical tool that's accessible to everybody and I'll do Mm -hmm. it through candles that Mm -hmm. was the kind of light bulb that went off you know like yeah. how can I you know these little sort of implants have kind of gone in okay candles that could be a cool thing I love candles you know yeah. and knowing <laughs> sort of candles in rituals you know all this sort of stuff and just thinking okay you know and then just knowing that maybe even being the intention that I'd set the moment of setting that intention and then getting to the top of that 
volcano and everything coming to me. I felt like it was a real sort of moment of like, oh yeah, people should, everyone should be setting intentions. Everybody should be manifesting. This is powerful. Mm. I did it. And look what's just happened. Yeah. Ah! You know, so I feel like it was kind of one of those coming together sort of moments. I did definitely, like you were saying about the hairdressing, you know, people saying, what else are you going to do? Is this going to be your main thing? How are mm. you going to do this? I was very determined that no, 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 this is going to be what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what you need though, that determination. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I know I was lucky, you know, I'd split up with that boyfriend um, and I moved in with my mum mm-hmm. and I moved in with her because I didn't even want to do a part-time job anymore. I just wanted to focus on trying mm-hmm. to do Mama Moon. And it was, yeah. that was a tough couple of years, you know, of, I had never had any investment. It was money. And every, every time I sold a candle, I'd buy another bottle of oil, you know, yeah. it was constantly like that. Yeah, uh, my mum would lend me a little bit of money here and there, you know, but it was, I never had, and I think that is the determination as well, you know, that yeah. kind of, um, you, the sacrifice, you do have to sometimes make sacrifices if yeah. you want to sort of be solely doing something like that. Yeah, I think it's like determination, but also resourcefulness. Like I was exactly the same as you. It's like, I'd have a little bit, I, I, I guess it's sacrifice and deciding and devoting your energy because that classic like energy flows where attention goes so if you are going to dedicate your energy to that it it is inevitable that there's something gonna that's gonna happen yeah um and sometimes or most of the time doesn't happen as quickly as we want to so we're like why am I doing this This isn't working (laughs) in the right place but if there's that I think I always feel of had this feeling and I still have it now it's a bit like everything that I do it's a bit like out of my it's a bit like an avalanche in like in a sense like I feel like at some point I put my hand up it's like this is what I'm doing and it's just like this avalanche or like this snowball effect where it just builds and builds and you just keep going and it's kind of like we're surrendering to that process but also being a conduit of what needs to come through for us and then as that moves through what we're working on expands and also the abundance from that expands because we're choosing ourselves yeah Absolutely. And our dreams and ultimately something that benefits other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's quite a big thing with this um, sort of like, you know, spiritual work as well. It always, I think there's always has to be a kind of um, factor that you're doing something to make people feel a certain way. Like that's always been big in my manifestations for everything mama moon I mm-hmm. want to spread cosmic vibes around the world yeah <laughs> you know that's really my I want to make people feel good you know yeah. I, I know that um how special people find the candles when they're lighting them even if they're just burning them in their house on the side but a lot of the time they end up on people's altars and people are making wishes to them mm. so I really honor that and I really yeah. have added that you know whenever we um my assistants I still I still make them I still love making them yeah um but I don't label them and polish the jars anymore I have um, yeah. a couple of girls that do that for me and they bless their hands in a smoke before they do it and I really mm-hmm. you know and we and I get them to acknowledge that yeah what, what they're touching the power that they have and how special they're going to be you know how sacred they are to mm-hmm. people and that's something that I think I've always had in my mind as well you know and when I speak to a lot of people who are sort of starting out in, in the spiritual world wanting to be a healer or something like that I always say that's a really important factor if you want to do this kind of work Mm. yeah that will keep you going because when people come back with these kind of good reports it's 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 really rewarding yeah like it's nice to know that you're on track as well (laughs) 
like and then all sometimes I'm like is that just ego <laughs> like but, and like my my love language is definitely like words of affirmations yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but I think it is like it is a it's an honor to be able to do this kind of work and be able to support people because I think going back that what we do now wasn't possible for so many generations and so many people and now we can like freely without having to do it behind closed doors or secretly or you know and have any real fear. I mean like the fear is like our, our imposter syndrome <laughs> <laughs> but fear of like we don't have that fear of like someone coming to get us because they found out that we've burnt an, um, a magic candle yeah absolutely and also, I always think all the witches that are kind of rising now, it's safety in numbers, isn't it? If they tried yeah. to burn us all now, they, they, they wouldn't because there's yeah. too many of us. Yeah. The more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, and like, how would you, like, how would you describe like a witch these days? I mean, you know, I just think it's a powerful woman, to be honest. Somebody who's in, in tune with the, with nature, in tune mm-hmm. with everything, that, with the energy around them and having... An acknowledgement that we all have the power within to shift energy. Yeah. You know, and that is the most powerful thing of all. Mm. Like calling all these tools, but ultimately real witches know that magic comes from within, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I get a message like, what crystal should I use? What is like, it's not really about the crystal. <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. like, yeah, it's good to like learn about these things, but it really is like coming back to like trusting your intuition. Yes. and really coming back to yourself because like I'm one of the things I'm really passionate about is teaching people about intuition and how and using the podcast as one of the vehicles to like show people all of these different intuitive practices and how they work and how they can support you in different ways and it's not just like what I think one people I think people kind of like can often have like that preconception of what being spiritual is or mystical. (laughs) And it's like, so it's just, it's a kaleidoscope. It can be anything, Mm. you know, and that's the thing. A ritual can literally be anything. A ritual doesn't have to be sitting down at an altar. You know, my ritual might, I mean, my ritual might be watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes, Kardashians for me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know that that is my time. I'm sitting there in something really comfy and I am eating something really tasty. My mm. phone is off and I am engrossed in this moment and it's complete self-care and that's a ritual, you know, mm. or you might brush your teeth and every night when you're brushing your teeth, you say, right, every night I brush my teeth, I'm going to think of this. Mm-hmm. think of this manifestation and you create a ritual out of it. Yeah. You know, it can literally be, but it is, it's, I think it's just getting, it's that thing of trusting yourself and acknowledging that you do have this power within mm. and how you tune into it, you know, and it's the same with intuition. It's like, you're, you're never gonna feel it unless you stop and you slow down. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. And so, and we're all running around and so much mm. you know, always that it's sometimes it's very difficult to just go, how am I feeling right now? And just give yourself that time to really engage with um, any little signals in your body you know any little pings in your brain that's mm. intuition yeah it's and that thing it's so subtle but it, if you slow down <laughs> and stop and pause or even just ask yourself it comes through quick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we allow it to but if we're like scrolling or feeling overwhelmed because we've overstretched ourselves like the intuition's like 
it's it's never going to be loud enough in comparison to everything else that's going on in your head. Um, and one of the interesting like things before we started recording, you were talking about how your um, your kind of daily practices have changed. So you're like not meditating as much, but you're journaling. Yeah. And when you were talking about that before, I was like, oh, I want to save this for like. <laughs> my I haven't been meditating. I've started running instead and doing yoga. So my like, so when you're saying that, I was like, wonder what's going on there. Like, because a spiritual practice doesn't have to be chanting om and being sat in silence or, you know, like I don't know, it doesn't have to be pulling tarot cards or meditating with a crystal. It can be exercising or journaling or doing something else. But I think I wonder if with everything that's been going on over the last year and we've gone into our heads so much and I think also being on line even more forces us to be more in our heads than in our bodies like there's something that's pulling us when we're meditating like you said that it's just not you can't get haven't been able to get into it as much yeah I mean my head I felt like to be honest I kind of felt like from about two years ago you know I had grief in my life and mm-hmm. then I sort of had moved in somewhere moved in with an ex with a boyfriend didn't work out there was a lot of turmoil going on in my life and that was pre-lockdown. So I don't know how um, I'd be able to answer that as in a lockdown thing. Yeah. But I just think that what it really made me realize was that, you know, it's not never a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And meditation or yoga or whatever, you just pick your own bit. And that should be what this modern day spirituality is all about the reason that it's all so big is that the church is outdated because there's too many rules mm-hmm. and the reason that this stuff is so successful and so popular is because people can pick their own little things yeah to do what that make them feel good and they mm-hmm. do it all on their terms but I feel like sometimes in this kind of spirituality world now what's happening is this kind of weird patriarchal church rules come into mm-hmm. it and people start feeling guilty because they're not doing anything on a full moon or they haven't set their intentions on a new moon or they're mm-hmm. not meditating or mm-hmm. they're enjoying running instead of doing this. And it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You do what feel you do you. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, honey. <laughs> yeah. It really should be what feels good for mm. you. And that's your spiritual practice. You know, yeah. I do agree that obviously lockdown is going to have changed everybody on so many levels Mm. but um and what we need changes all the time so I think that just because something worked for you before doesn't mean that like that's your thing and I think it's really important to just think like what do you enjoy doing what gives you energy what gives you life like that's the spiritual practice like when you're feeling alive like in that space of like alive and really in that in that zone that's spiritual I think you're connected to your spirit and meditation can be a way of doing it but also if you're not feeling that buzz or that that whatever it is that you feel like you actually need from it then try something else yeah that's exactly right it's tuning Mm. into your intuition of what works for you yeah you know, and, and also we're always evolving and our outside influences are constantly changing. So you have to just be a little bit giving that sometimes some practices might not be right for you yeah. at that time. You know, yeah. I know the guy who taught me transcendental meditation would have something very, very different to say 
to what I'm saying now because it mm. was a you know it's meant to be a practice you know yeah. but really it wasn't doing me any favors it mm. really wasn't I need to be putting it out there and I mm. do I think it it isn't that easy for everybody to do and then the, this guilt complex ends up coming with it but if you're mm. not feeling something or you're not enjoying something mm. but there's something wrong with you you know yeah. whereas actually it's about having the confidence and yeah the intuitive confidence that you can mm. just be like this is working for me this is mm. making me feel good yeah and I guess people get tripped up in the sense of especially where in the, if they're in a space where they're not feeling fulfilled and they want they're trying to attain something else it's so common to fall into this trap of like if I tick all the boxes and I do all the things what I want is going to happen and it's like, actually, like, yeah, put the energy there. Yeah, be open to it. But also, like, how are you forcing it rather than, like, being in alignment and allow, and, and flowing with it? It's yeah. two two different things. And I think that so many, like, so many people, that, like, that I speak to when I do readings, they get so frustrated because they're like, I'm meditating. I'm, like, I'm, like, visualizing my dream person, like, before I go to bed and then I'm doing this. And then there's, like, nothing. And I was like, but even as you're telling me about this, like, you sound so bored. <laughs> I'm stressed yeah like and that's not magnetic like that's not where the magic happens that's absolutely right you've just got to go with the flow Mm. (laughs) and 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 understand that that's how life works yeah and that's energy as well I think isn't it and it's not always like think think positive all the time (laughs) and be happy but it's just like honoring what you need absolutely it's not about what's it called spiritual bypassing you know it's not about that it's not you good vibes all the time it's not you know and um I know that you know we've spoken about this kind of stuff before but it is about going into your shadow Mm. you know and really going deep and that is where these big breakthroughs happen yeah like what would you class I was was actually talking to my therapist yesterday about spiritual bypassing like how would you describe spiritual bypassing I would describe it as a kind of guilt that people end up carrying around that if they're not mm. happy all the time, bad stuff is going to happen. Mm. You know, that you're attracted. And, and, I, and I think that, you know, I mean, I had a bit of a, I guess that I went through, I had a real sort of moment with it personally mm. um, a few years ago. And I, um, you know, I'd had grief. I'd lost a baby and then I lost my cat, you know, and I was obviously depressed. And I'm not afraid of, I'm a Scorpio. I'm, yep. I'm a double Pisces. I'm not a, I'm not afraid of going to the depths mm-hmm. and staying there and sitting with it. That is something I'm quite comfortable with. But I definitely realized there was a, there was a guilt that was attached to it, that when things started to go wrong, or if there was, I don't know, just something, you know, something that were bad would happen. Mm. I would kind of have this sort of moment of just this weird conditioning that I was I was causing this because I was Mm -hmm. so depressed you know and obviously had a little bit of a had a you know I just this was kind of a thought process yeah came out of it and I was like no 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 okay you know I'm I'm caught up in the spiritual bypassing myself Mm -hmm. you know but yeah I think it's a way it's almost another way for people to feel guilty about themselves Mm, they have to be happy and high vibes all the time yeah you know it's just um it's very dangerous yeah I also like I feel like a spiritual bypassing is also not taking responsibility. Yeah. That's another, like, I think it's one of those things that are so nuanced and like shows up in different ways. I think sometimes it's like, oh yeah, the universe is going to sort it out for me. 
it's right. just like yep. uh, you've got to pay your taxes <laughs> like, <laughs> you've got to put that money away like I mean I don't know some people like it depends what spell that they if they've used your supreme abundance maybe they would get that money straight away and they wouldn't have to like, <laughs> <laughs> put that, put that, money, that tax money away but like I do think there's like sometimes like oh yeah like and also I think with spiritual bypassing it can be like oh they're low vibe people yeah it's a way that you can write somebody off yeah it's a really quick it's a very dis I feel like I had somebody that I had a little bit of a um altercation with um last year Mm. and they signed off love and light babes and I haven't got over it I I could not believe how dare somebody um finish off a conversation they left the whatsapp group mm-hmm. and they said love and light to me and i was just like oh my god like I, ca- I can't bear to hear that um anybody sign off like that ever again it's now become my trigger oh no <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that it's not all love and light no. that isn't life that isn't reality Mm-mm. um and that isn't the way that that the world works and with the and you know especially as we know you know in magic you know my own personal you know or your you know our, mm. our beliefs you know as above so below mm. You know what? What is light also comes up with dark. Yeah. Like it's not. It's 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 um, yeah, it's dangerous, and I think it's a bit small minded. Yeah, and it's also like you said, working with the shadow is so powerful. Yeah. It's not comfortable. Yeah. We don't choose to do it, but if we are kind to ourselves through that process and allow ourselves to be supported and stay awake to what what we can learn about ourselves through that. Yeah, absolutely. You, what, I think you accept yourself as a whole. Mm. You know, you accept your, and that's the thing. You know, I mean, and I know that also. You know, I do have spells for this kind of stuff, and yeah. I have held which books in what book? Well, in? you know, it's the kind of banishing. You know, yeah. it's the sort of like letting things go. You know, mm-hmm. it's the kind of um, you know, you just let's remove what we don't want, so we can create room for what we want. You know, that also sort of like sometimes needs a little bit more depth. It's not mm. that easy to just chuck that bit of bit of yourself away and just expect that it's just gone yeah that stuff takes you know it takes work you've got mm. to work through stuff you've got to kind of take time and honor it and you know make friends with your shadow yeah. laugh at it laugh with it you know yeah. and <laughs> cringe at it and then you know go through it but it isn't that easy to sometimes you know I feel like that kind of comes into it doesn't it you know just let it go just let yeah. it go and I know that I've done rituals where I'm just like let's just let it go because I do <laughs> do rituals for myself times when I'm just like I just want that out of my life just yeah. go go yeah <laughs> but it's not that simple <laughs> it isn't and I guess it's part of like part of the integration is letting it go isn't yeah, it it's, it's kind of like I think it, yeah exactly it's the acknowledging it it's the mm. acknowledging what needs to go yeah that's part and why of why it needs to go exactly. rather than the spiritual bypass I don't like this this does not serve me I'm not it's not but it's not about me it's about that person yeah absolutely (laughs) get out of my life because I don't want to look at that's like total spiritual bypassing I'd say absolutely and then another thing that I've done when I've sort of like taught in rituals before as well is that when you say when you're getting rid of something you must have to say what it's taught you Mm -hmm. 100% you know make friends with it say something you know nice to nice to it compliment it in a way and say you gave me this I learned this I have this because of you but now it's time to say goodbye because that is almost like the little ritual in itself of completing it isn't it yeah I think especially when things like I think I'm thinking of like examples like when I've like broken up with guys and at the time I'm like oh my god he was like he was just like he was just not the ideal person for me or whatever and I've like felt very 
like cheated on a level but then in hindsight it's like thank you for teaching me that I need to value myself yeah. <laughs> not put my, like before it's like this resentment and like get out of my life but it's like no you've taught me that I'm worth so much more than that like mm. you've taught me how little I value myself <laughs> to put up with these situations yeah. and that behavior um so thank you for teaching me that I need to heal there's a wound that I need healing or to acknowledge to support myself so that I can move through that and, and not repeat that again. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's and that's part of the life journey. Mm. You know, going through all of these things and you know, the most popular spell that I get asked for that I don't do because I don't agree with it, but the most yeah. popular spell that I get asked for is for a lot of the time, sometimes guys, but obviously mostly women. Yeah who want to get back with somebody. And they usually want to get back with somebody who's treated them really badly. Yeah. You know, and um, it it got to, obviously, I would never do a spell like that because it's unethical to do um, a spell on somebody else. We've all watched Practical Magic as well. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, it's sort of like, you've got to put the ethics in. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, But... it's just you it is that thing of just like oh my gosh you think so little of yourself mm-hmm. you know that you that you want this guy last week in yeah. particular there was one and I don't usually respond anymore because I don't have the time and sometimes it's you know it's an energy thing yeah it's heavy. it can feel heavy as well um and she was you know this guy had ghosted her and she'd gone through this really terrible time and I couldn't resist I felt like I had to send her a message back she'd actually messaged me twice right and um and I said hey why don't if you want to book him with me, why don't we do a spell to manifest you a guy who is going to worship you mm-hmm. and who will return all of your calls and who will be completely faithful to you and treat yeah. you like a complete goddess? <laughs> she wasn't interested. She said, no, um, no. And this guy had cheated on her and ghosted her. And yeah. she said, no, no, I'm in love with him. I, I, thanks for your advice, but I think I'll go to the, I'll, I'll still try and get him back. So hard oh, oh. though. Yeah. I have like, I have people book him with me for tarot readings that are like, Will they come back? Will they ask for me back? And I'm just like, you. <laughs> I look at the cards. It's like this is not this is not working for you. Like, look at mm. how you're 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 feeling so disconnected from yourself. Like, this isn't. You're just gonna be recycling. And I was like, I don't see. I was like, also, I I when I read the tarot, I'm not predictive. I'm not like, oh, this conversation is gonna happen. And da, 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 da. like, that's just not how I work. But it's like, what do you want? Like on a higher level you want to be loved yeah you want to be supported so how are you opening up to that what is that belief that's holding you back from opening to that and I I had a reading with someone I did a reading with someone recently and she was like but but will they come back and I was like you know what sod's law just as you're about to move on it's just energetics I'm not predicting this this is just how it goes you're gonna you're gonna meet someone that treats you amazingly you are gonna like want to start moving forward and that person's gonna come back and they're going to mess with your head because that's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't have to yeah. read the cards. Like when energetically, there is something that happens when we're moving on. Mm. That the if we have cords with certain people, they feel it. Like, even yes, though they've ghosted yes. us, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it, they feel it, and then they come back, and that's the test, isn't it? That's the test. Do you want the new life or the old life? Absolutely that's the test and it's really showing those these tests do show up mm. and it is really showing the universe when you do the thing that's best for you that you get rewarded yeah you know yeah it's saying yes to yourself yeah. it's choosing yourself isn't it it's like, and saying like I deserve 
this. Absolutely. I've been there, got the t-shirt. I know exactly how that works out and how I how that makes me feel. I mean, sometimes people it's not that easy to make that decision and have that level of awareness. So some people that that cord is plugged in yeah. deep. And maybe I feel like sometimes it's also a past life connection, which is why yeah, it's so exactly. deep. You've got to finish the business in this lifetime, mm. you know. And I think what happens is as well is I think that sometimes people get used to feeling a certain way. It's an addiction. Like, that yeah absolutely and that and you're so used to that that you can't imagine if you weren't constantly whether it's you know about a particular person mm-hmm. or self-belief or something you don't know what life is like not pining for that person yeah. or not feeling this certain way about yourself mm. so it's the fear of the unknown to all of a sudden move into that space where you're not pining for this person and longing for this person anymore mm. You're addicted to that, and your brain yeah. gets used. You know, again, on a, you know, you, you get you you get used to being in that energy. Mm. You get used to yeah. sitting in that. It's hard to. It is. It is a hard place to be in. Like I've been there. <laughs> like, oh, me too. I, like I've been there, um, and it is like it's, it's probably uh, someone might be listening to this now, being like in that space, but being like still like, but yeah, I love it, but I love them. <laughs> like that, it's different. It, this is different <laughs> um and it, it might be but also it only changes if you if you value yourself yeah absolutely and you know I mean I think the other thing as well to sort of remember is that these things even if you feel like you've done all this work and you've done all this stuff these tests do just still stuff mm. t- still does just come it's never like you've past everything and you've done everything and you're at this point where all of a sudden everything's going to fall into place that's not life you know Mm -hmm. life is really messy and Mm. you might even be in a space where you feel like you've broken up with somebody and you've done all the work and you're operating from a place of self-love and you might make the right wrong choice again yeah it doesn't matter it's just sort of I think it's that thing of really learning to go easy on yourself Mm. I know that's my practice that's my kind of thing you know it's really kind of acknowledging to give myself a break Mm. try to yeah I feel like that's something that I've been working on with my therapist as well like just yeah. being kinder to yourself yeah. and just like not putting so much pressure on making the right decision absolutely or and I think also again like, like my clients like it, it comes up a lot where people feel like they're running out of time and yeah. they're trying to fit everything into like this year like or a month it's just like you've got your whole like just enjoy it yeah. and let that as much as you can like heal like be kind to yourself and and see what happens because obsessing and trying to control that outcome I think often is more likely to lead to the outcome that you don't actually want yeah because you're forcing something yeah kind of just letting it all just fall into place naturally yeah yeah and it, yeah. I think as well as a lot of, that comes back to intu- intuition most of us aren't taught how to trust our intuition and because it's not logical and there isn't based on facts but when like I know that the more that I trust my intuition and I lean into things where I'm like oh but I think I should do this but my intuition is telling me something different and it proves me right every time mm. that's when the, oh. when your like trust muscle builds but, but I guess for a lot of people they don't they haven't had a, that many experiences where they've actually trusted their intuition because they're caught up with other people or shoulds and people pleasing and all of these other things don't you think though that most of the time everybody would be able to relate to a moment where they had that 
moment of gone, oh, I knew that, but I didn't. Listen. Yes, I think for me, like the 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 there's kind of like I mean, the, my intuitive mistake the other week was with my kitten Fonzie, right? And I took him to the I couldn't take him to my really nice vet because I couldn't get an appointment, and he really needed to be neutered because he mm-hmm. was going a little bit crazy. Yeah, it was I could tell he was sort of like you know going to start spraying, mm. and um, so I took him to a little vet, um, to another little vet, little vet, a vet, <laughs> <laughs> and um. I didn't like the vet's bedside manner. I really didn't like it. And he kind of snatched Fonzie away from me. And then I was in reception and I just burst out crying. And I was doing that thing when, you know, you're sort of stepping from side to side going, should I go? Should I stay? Yeah. Am I being silly? Like, you know, and then the whole thought process in my mind, you know what? This is such a common operation that he probably does 20 a day, you know, like probably Mm -hmm. 20 a week, whatever. Fonzie's probably going to be fine. We're all good. And then... Um, the receptionist came and she was like, are you okay? And obviously I was masked up, tears coming yeah. down my face. And she said, um, and, I, and I, she said, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And I was like, <clears throat> anyway, I got in the cab and I even told the cab to stop at one point. I was like, no, 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 go back. And then I was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay, go. Anyway, Fonzie ended up having a really bad reaction mm. and I had to take him to my vet anyway. And um, it was... Uh, it, were, it, it ended up being very, very expensive. And my poor little baby was sick for a few weeks. Um, yeah. I should have, I shouldn't have, I should have gone and got him, you know? And I felt like that was so, that was a physical thing. Yeah. What I was going to say was, is that I think sometimes, you know, it's that thing of being careful with it though. Because I know sometimes, say for instance, with work stuff for me, this is my thing. Yeah. I get quite um, nervous when I have to do a, an online zoom thing or even doing yeah. this with you today you know and I'm having a lovely chat with you <laughs> but the build-up was a little mm-hmm. bit like oh god you know like am I gonna be boring am I gonna say um too much mm-hmm. all this stuff and um oh there we go I just said did um, um hey, but, I, but. I, I, at least you don't have to listen to this back like at least twice like I have to listen to it back and I hear myself like last season I had a phrase that I had pinpointed that I say all the time like why has Truth. no one ever told me? It was like a little, I don't want to say it because once people will never <laughs> hear it. And I <laughs> don't want to it. And every time I hear it, it's just like this, like, <laughs> like, oh my God, like, I need to stop saying this. Um, um, <laughs> but at least you don't have to listen back to this. Well, obviously yeah, can't, I can't, I, I find it hard to watch yeah. or listen back. But, you know, but I think that when I have done these little things, I think the, the, the preparing it or the mm. getting it ready or even you know like it's like oh I get a bit flustered you know and it's like I, sh- I don't know if I should be doing this and you know what it all and then I have that little moment of like is this an, is this is this my intuition is this a sign that I'm gonna fall flat on my face and this is gonna be an absolute nightmare anyway of course it never is you know yeah. and um, <laughs> there's been many CBT therapy sessions in my past job and when I was a staff about that so I kind of have the tools to kind of turn into but I do sometimes think that you can sometimes get a bit confused with intuition and fear. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is the fine tuning, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, even yeah. going out on a date with somebody and being like, do I want to go out on a date with them? Oh, I'm not sure about them. I'm not sure about them. Mm. No, you know what? You haven't been out on a date in a while. Just go on the date and then you go and you're like, oh, they're a dick. Or you go and it's like, oh my God, they're really nice. And yeah. it is, it's, 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 it's a real fine tuning thing intuition what do you think like the difference is like do you you think it's like even like looking at you and listening to you as you're describing a situation 
with like Fonzie and the vets, like that was like a real body visceral thing. But then is it like when we're like, oh, like, I guess it, I guess it's, it's also then there's nervous excitement, isn't there? Yeah. And it's the, confu- it, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line, I think. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. wish that I could say I knew what the difference between them both was, mm. but um, it isn't. And I guess it's sort of like always on those times when you haven't trusted it, where you've gone, ah, oh, you know what? Next time I feel like that. Yeah. I would never make that mistake again. You know, yeah. I think it, but I also think, you know, at that time it was a classic example of what we were saying before about how you, it's about slowing down. You know, that was a classic example that I didn't, I wasn't organized enough to get him booked in with my other vet. Mm-hmm. I was writing. I was, you know, busy at the studio. There was a lot going on with work. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was, I wasn't, I was flustered. I had to get yeah. back to the studio to meet somebody, you know, there's, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a flustered day. Yeah. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and I think that's like, when we do, that's the thing. That's like, when we slow down, we're a little bit more connected. Yeah. So what's really have, going on? That's exactly right. You you have that time to really feel it mm-hmm. and really talk to yourself and mm. say, is this, you know, am I doing this ritual? Is this, you know, it's never, it, you know, and then I, I, I suppose now for me, I do recognise that that specific thing was nerves, you know, and it sort of mm. pays up and I will use the intuition as an excuse. <laughs> but so like, I, and I would say, how long have you been working on your new... Is it a book or oracle book? It's an oracle. So it's an oracle with my own twist on it. Mm-hmm. So um, there's messages, visualizations, and quick spells. Some of the spells take a little bit longer. Yeah. But I was, you know, I sort of just kind of, you know, because so because I think that sometimes, uh, you know, as we were saying earlier as well, it's like sometimes you we are going so fast mm-hmm. that I think, you know, there's nothing like a ritual to completely slow you down and yeah. bring you in your body you need complete and utter consciousness when you're in when you're doing a ritual mm-hmm. so there's a few it's very small you know but kind of they take a little bit longer little rituals in there yeah um and yeah it's all about kind of I guess with oracles it's that thing of trusting in the universe you know um that and the subconscious that you're going to flick through and land on a page and it's going to be exactly what you need at that exact moment yeah so is it going to be like a bit of, is it bibliography yeah well I love yeah. that whole thing and you know yeah. obviously and it works my, like it, yeah it, absolutely it, completely that's why I love my you know my Instagram page you know mm. it's sort of like that is something sometimes it's sort of when you're you know sometimes like oh god I'm not just another page posting emotion you know um posting quotes mm. you know you just sort of don't want to just fall into that trap but I do know how how powerful seeing just one line or you know Mm -hmm. a paragraph can be from a great thinker you Mm -hmm. know it can just shift and that is magic isn't it it just shifts your vibration just that little bit it just takes you out of that space and even if it's just for that moment you've just left it just for that moment so Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a little bit of that yeah visualizations and spells so um, it's kind of when's it coming out so you've just handed it in haven't you just handed it in and it's coming out in october exciting and then like so now you've got like some more space for yourself and like restrictions have eased up and you can kind of do more like you've opened your shop now again shop's open shop is open I'm gonna start to do monthly moon rituals there so I did one in November oh no sorry December the 11th we did one Mm -hmm. and it was 
really good. But it was sort of like it was. It, so I had the fire pit outside. Yeah, I saw you know, that. Yeah, and it was almost like. Um, when I look back on it now, it was almost like we all had our innocence. You know, it wasn't like before the dark days of lockdown. It was kind yeah. of that moment where it was like six people could meet outside. So we did like five sittings of mm-hmm. six people oh, every wow. hour. Yeah. And um, and it was really, we were all, I made a little incantation that we were all chanting together into the fire and everyone was just chucking stuff in it. And it was really, really fun and really powerful. And, um, oh, it's just amazing to be able to, as you, I'm sure you know, you know, because you do it so much, but just creating a circle for mm. women to be and, you know, um, and create magic together. It's, it's lovely. So, yeah, so we did that. And now I think that's kind of what I would like to do. I'd like to do a monthly thing. Um, and I've got a few new products that I'm just putting <gasps> the finishing touches to. Ooh, so, um, exciting. so that's exciting. So it feels like, and I've got, yeah, I've got like lots of, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? When you're writing, it's like the monkey brain isn't focusing on what you're doing now. It's having all these other ideas of everything else that you could be doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really had to work hard at just like parking them, writing down notes and being like, don't worry, there's life is okay. Stop worrying about getting to the next point. Yeah. Focus on this now and you, there'll be plenty of time to do all of these other bits, you know. Yeah. So I'm excited to kind of get get on with that all now, really. Yeah. You know, I just have that most like more that I can't speak. <laughs> I lost my words. <laughs> but having more space for yourself because I, I feel like you're quite similar to me in the sense of like with book writing. I find it so consuming. Yeah, it's really consuming. Like that's all I can think. If I'm do, working on a project, like if I'm, um, if anything writing, it just takes so much. It doesn't come. I don't feel like it comes easily yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Like it really is. Relate like mm. it is consuming and it is like you said you're half of it I feel like a small percentage of it is actually writing <laughs> the rest of it is like trying to get yourself in the zone for writing yeah. having a word with yourself like, <laughs> trying to like not get just procrastinating and trying to do other things while you're avoiding it like it's all yeah the actual time oh, yeah. writing is small <laughs> all of that all of that and more I'm sure you know it is it's and I find it very difficult to do anything else like it's sort of it's yeah, all consuming same. and even the procrastination is all consuming it's mm-hmm. sort of like it's just um and it it's almost like if I've got a few days I have to dedicate those few days but it's probably only one of them that I'm actually going to write and yeah you know I, I know my old life coach would sort of like say something like you know what part of that is the creative process part mm-hmm. of that is thinking you know and whatever but I mean, for this one, I just think I've been really brain dead. You know, I think it's lockdown brain has really mm. kind of, I know we were saying before, you know, it's just like the, just not having any outside inspiration mm. has been quite, also trying to be quite upbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, through kind of a lockdown. And I think I, I kind of was wondering, I wonder how much of it has been influenced, how many of the messages have been influenced through everything that you know has sort of like been going on yeah when I my um my audio book that I released um last month that was written throughout lockdown and that was totally like what do people need to hear yeah (laughs) like the last one is like everything's going to be okay (laughs) because I think people need yeah to hear they need this affirmation they need that connection and that feeling because sometimes you just want someone to say everything is going to be okay don't you absolutely and that kind of like 
a hug or a virtual like a virtual it's hug. It's so comforting. It's, it's such a comforting thing mm. to say to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, to just yeah. remind yourself everything's going to be okay. Because yeah. you know what? It, generally, it always is. Yeah, and that kind of when I was when I was journaling, that's how it came through. Because I kept writing, like, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm like, keep writing this. <laughs> <laughs> yep I'm gonna believe it (laughs) it's gonna be okay and that's how it became an affirmation for the audiobook but it is oh yeah I it's inevitable like how but also things change so quickly do you find like you've probably found it with your books from I found it with like the crystal codes starting it to finishing what by the time I'd finished it obviously I wasn't allowed to work on it anymore because it had to get out there but I wanted to do it differently yeah Absolutely. And I think it's that thing, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, I, if you were, if I often think if I was organized enough, I mean, I did see, you know, if I was organized enough, yeah, I would have a month after I'd written it all to then go through it and then change things and, you know, yeah. and do that. But I'm not. And I actually, you know, yeah. I know that I hand things in late and I'm really bad with deadlines, you know. Same. And, um, <laughs> I saw a I was copied into an email and I saw Sam was often late, you know, with someone else from my editor. And I was like, God, you know, but I know I am. And it's just, um, oh, I, yeah, I wish I could too. Mm. I'm the same, you know, and I look back at stuff, but you do, it is, you just have to release it once it's done, isn't yeah. it? You just have to kind of be like, okay, that's done. There's a spelling mistake yeah. in one of my books that never got corrected. And it's just driven me so crazy. Mm. And we went through it. So many people read it and went through it, you know, and it was just really... Um, I don't think people actually notice it, you know, no. but I know it's there and it's just kind of one of those things that I think, God, I think it was because everything was so late. Would I have, met? but then I've been reassured from my publishers that no, we've all read it so many times. We all missed it, you know, yeah. and it's just like, but it's just, it's just, um, yeah. Once you've handed it in, then there's that kind of view. Then now I'm going through that kind of moment of, oh, I have this time. Like I have this time now. And now, okay, obviously we can go out and stuff. So I've got yeah. three three dinners with friends this week which I'm really excited about mm. um oh, I'm so excited to just eat out at a restaurant um yeah but and be in a different environment you know but uh but yeah last night I think I was kind of like hmm, what, what am I gonna do now what am I gonna watch like what am I gonna you know what's my evening gonna be yeah I don't, and because if you're not writing when you're meant to be writing, you're not really fully engaging in anything because all you're no. doing is worrying about not writing and feeling yeah. guilty for not writing. So 100%. even if you kid yourself of like, do you know what? I'm going to have a night off. I'm going to have a movie night. I'm going to cook some really nice food. I'll get up at six tomorrow. I'll get going. <laughs> you don't actually, you've made this weird negotiation with yourself mm. and you don't enjoy your night. So I'm looking forward to enjoying my night get my night yeah. <laughs> with not worrying that I'm not doing something but yeah it's just having like I find like I'm not I'm a nocturnal writer yes yeah, I work better at night but then that just throws everything off yeah in, in in other ways and I just yeah as soon as I'm like not working on a writing project it's just like oh I can have an evening and I can watch tv or I can <laughs> do something yeah. else yeah, I think what tends to happen to me is, is that because I also, I, I think I can get going creatively at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Same. And then, um, and then when, so, okay, so that's all good. But what I'll end up doing is end up working in the morning and then I'll be quite tired then. Whereas, yeah, I think when I've been writing before, I might have gone, right, I'm going to go and have a really nice morning, go and have a coffee. I'll take my notebook with me 
and then it's just been a bit more flowy oops, oops. So this time, <laughs> but this time has been um yeah being at home all the time doing it has been particularly particularly challenging mm. yeah I watched I, was, I read this article I think it's the woman that it, um, invented Spanx and she was saying like how her create she's most creative like when she's driving so what she does is she drives drives like the long way to work because that's when she does her best thinking but I, and I was like reading that I was like, I can't, like I've got nowhere to go <laughs> like yes. you know when I think like you were saying I, I can't remember if you said it on um, when we were recording or before but you used to go to like the Tate and on a Monday and like all these things and like for me like travel is a big one yeah for inspiration and and going to museums and um galleries and it's just like when you can't do that and also talking to people in person conversations that spark something yeah but if you're not having that it's yeah, exactly it's I tricky. felt yeah I felt like through lockdown I was seeing two friends one like um regularly you know like kind of once a week and um I felt like with lots of my other conversations that I was having online and on Zoom, I was actually forgetting what conversations I'd had with people because th- there wasn't anything significant about catching up with that person to kind of connect those memories to. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if I'd gone for a coffee, I'd have remembered that I'd have said this and whatever to that person when we were having the coffee. Or if we'd gone to a gallery, I'd remember that I'd had that experience with somebody at a gallery. Yeah. So my memory and my brain was just complete mush. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon we remember less at home then because it's so familiar? Do you think it's something that's unusual that helps us remember things? Yeah, I think it's some it's having some kind of association. Mm. So it would be like that conversation, the association maybe might happen because you are somewhere. So there's other things that make it more memorable whereas mm. if you're just having once you know zooms constantly or on the phone yeah. constantly yeah it's not mixing it yeah you're not having anything it's just another phone call yeah it's a different think, connection yeah yeah I don't know that's what I put it down to I don't know if mm. that's kind of uh factual or scientific but it's kind of how I felt for myself yeah and and exactly like we were saying it's like just mixing things up just having a bit of variety in your life mm. you know and um yeah, holidays, going away, going out some, you know, having things to look forward to, different rewards. I think I always write with quite a lot of rewards. So it's sort of like, you know, <laughs> if I do this, then I can go out to lunch on this day. Yes. If I do this, I can go to the cinema, you know. Mm. And it was like, there was no, there was, the rewards were all just kind of a bit like, oh, I'll just get another delivery. But I've had yeah. one night this week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it is. Like, I think it just makes you appreciate things. Like you said, like being able to go out for dinner with friends and leave the house <laughs> and yeah. like do different things. Like it really makes, I think that's a nice thing that does make you appreciate things and reevaluate how you want to live your life. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people have done that, haven't they? Mm. They've had really, you know, it's kind of been thinking about different ways. Even I have my moments, you know, I mean, I've lived in London all my life, you know, mm. but even I've had moments of thinking, oh, maybe I could go get a little farm and more cats and <laughs> chickens and miniature goats oh that would be so cool maybe one day maybe one day who knows who knows um so is there anything else like what else are you excited about is there anything else before we kind of like wrap up that you I am excited about I feel like I have been like the whole the past few years has just been nuts like I feel like there's been amazing things that have happened Mm -hmm. but there's also been real trauma you know in my personal life 
and I am and then all of a sudden we went into lockdown you know so I don't I feel like it's just been this kind of um just you know just constantly adjusting to everything that's going Mm -hmm. on and obviously I never you never know what's coming up you know or what's around the corner (laughs) so I feel um sort of worried you know sort of like paranoid sort of like to say but yeah but I am actually really looking forward to just being well actually scratch that I'm tell you what I'm really looking forward to I'm in my (laughs) flat and I am really excited I've got this lovely big dinner table Mm. and I am really excited to have dinner parties I'm so excited I'm so 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 excited before in my flat that I moved when I moved out of my mum's I was so excited to move into my flat and have dinner parties. Like that was the thing. And then I met um, the guy that I've, you know, my sort of ex-boyfriend about a week after I'd moved in there. And it was such a whirlwind. Oh, yeah. That was so quick. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then everything just kind of, the way that life went, I didn't get to do, you know, I got to have a few dinner parties there, but then we were renovating his house. It just never, it never happened. And I love cooking for people and feeding people and having, Mm. you know, being a host. And um, I am so excited about that. I bought some dinner chairs the other day. And that was like, I was thinking, because I've only had two chairs for the past <laughs> since I've moved in. So there was, wasn't any point in having any more. Yeah. And um, yeah, I bought a set of dinner chairs the other day. So um, expect your dinner invite soon. Yeah. But I really look forward to just doing, you know, to just doing, resuming back to regular, some kind of regular life. You know, I'm mixing things up. I've bought my tape, renewed my tape membership. Looking forward to going doing that. Although you can't get into anything, everything is completely booked up until October. Oh, is it? I haven't even looked. <laughs> ahead. Completely booked up. Even if you can, I'm sure you can go to the Tate and you can just wander around there. You just can't you can go, go to the You can't go to the Yayo Kusama thing and like the Tracy Emin thing at the Royal Academy you can't oh. get into that either so I was a bit gutted but no it's cool there's loads of other things you know we're yeah. in London there's loads of other yeah. things to do but yeah yeah I'm excited to kind of just do things without all of the other like emotional stuff going mm-hmm. on you know and really feel in my body like I sort of really realized the other day that for so long it's like you know you sort of manifest so many things and it's like I really just realized the importance of manifesting inner peace you know and really yeah. just kind of recognizing what are the things that make me feel good what's you know and, and really tuning into all of those things yeah I mean that's something I come back to all again and again like get like what's the point in if you're not feeling great right now what's the point in instead of doing a ritual or ha- like having the future predicted that is it all going to be okay like focus on the now yeah like really come back to so like how can you feel the like the most supported that you can in in this moment because that's all we have that's and that's when the magic right. happens isn't it like that's absolutely right it's so easy to sort of start to drift off and be like but how's that going to work and how's you know mm-hmm. I've been I'm guilty of it you know sort of like worrying about my future and where am I going to live and mm-hmm. You know, like, what am I going to do when I'm an old lady? And I don't know, all these kind of things. And it's mm. like I was saying, my one of my best friends and I were going through it the other night on the phone, and she also was having the same worries. You know, we kind of both stopped ourselves and we were like, look at what we're doing. We are, we're not being in our moment. Yeah. We're not being here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all guilty of it. It happens. It's so easy because it's, again, is that just patriarchal programming where it's like, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, like, 
than actually just coming back to like being in the now. Absolutely. I mean, the patriarchal programming, you know, it has a lot to answer for. Mm. It's sort of, you know, I think that's part, I think that was part, that was part of how the conversation sort of started. It was, you know, that when you're a woman who has maybe gone past the age of having a baby, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you are single, I mean, all right, I'm quite freshly single, but I can't. I really, I don't think I would, I don't think I would live with somebody again. I think I've kind of done that enough. And I think if you're not going to, if I'm not going to go down the route of having a baby, I love my own space. I don't need to be conventional and live with somebody again. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, then you do, there aren't any role models or any kind of things, visions to see of what a woman of a a certain age will do if she hasn't Mm -hmm. done all these patriarchal conditions things that we're supposed to do you know that we're kind of like there aren't any other of course there are many many options you know yeah but (laughs) but I think that they aren't kind of advertised you never really watch a film with a woman who goes off and does this on her own or you never really you know there's you just don't hear about it that much I know that it's starting to become a little bit more of a topic of conversation now of you know women who there were some women in China and they all clubbed together and got like some mansion and did it all up. Yeah. And it was an architect and it looked incredible, you know. And oh, yeah, that's, you know, there's, I think there was some other women who got a farm together in Spain or something. Yeah. But you, you don't, these aren't stories that you're hearing all the time. They're not stories nice. that you're reading all the time or yeah. seeing in films all the time. The conditioning just carries on and carries on that mm-hmm. everything is this way that, you know, you're in a couple you're together till you're old and die and you have children you know like it's just quite um it feels almost when you really start to when I really start to explore that quite backwards that there aren't any other options that are sold you know and it is it's part of the thing I'm sure you have it a lot with your tarot readings you know like people just really desperate to meet somebody there is this very unkind thing for women that you do eventually run out of time Mm -hmm. and that you're running on a biological clock you know, uh, but I think that if there were options that were presenting themselves to everybody, you, I think that there'd be more people who would probably be taking lots of different options. Yeah. What do you think? I I'm completely like, agree because but like you said, it's the narrative that I feel is very outdated. Yeah. Like so outdated, but also you've got to see it to believe it and to break the spell. And I think so many people... And I think even like when I was going back to like leaving hairdressing, it was really, you've got to really work on your like self-worth and your self-belief to go for, for that thing when everyone around you is going the other way. Yes. Because again, I think it's that narrative of in magazines and on the media and like it's social media and everything of like, and in films, like this is how, this is the happy ending. And yeah. they're not talking about the happy ending of a woman um, either happily single on her own, not having children, <laughs> or yeah. being in a very abundant, supported relationship, but not living, but not living with that person. Yeah, we don't it's see just, it exactly. It's just this kind of one-trick pony, isn't it? Yeah. So we think yeah. that that's not possible. So we, and I guess it's like, is it like a kind of like hypnosis of like what we're seeing like all the time? So then we think that that's what all that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. If that's all you see, you don't, you know, I guess we do all have to see different things that to kind of inspire us. Yeah. 
I think that's why traveling is so powerful. For me, traveling was really powerful because you meet different people that are doing different things or like-minded people that are adventurous in that way to want to break the norm of the nine to five or that stability to to try something else or explore something else. Um, it's putting your way in, putting yourself in the way of like finding those other people. And I think in some ways, like that's how social media can be good. Yeah, That's how I think like all of this spirituality and wellness has become bigger because people are seeing people that are living lives probably very similar to them except they're they're doing things that they've always wanted to do but didn't know where to start whether it's rituals or like moon ceremony or like um working the tarot like meditating like all of these things are becoming more mainstream so people again they see it to believe it don't they they see it they see someone like them doing it they're not getting judged because I think that's the other thing it's judgment yeah yeah if I don't do what everyone else is doing what will people think of me Mm, yeah definitely if I go against the grain I think that that and that comes back to us that constantly striving to be the good person just being I mean yeah I don't even know if it's just it's acceptance isn't it acceptance in society I guess I don't know like I think I've always been a bit of a black sheep anyway Mm -hmm. with lots of kind of things but um yeah I don't know it is it's just sort of like it's just yeah it's just thinking about other ways to do things I can't remember how we got onto this, but yeah, it's just wondering about other ways to do things. Mm. Um, and then that kind of worry setting in, but I'm not, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. about life. You know, that's so it's, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so the question that I always ask my guests at the end of the episode is if you could go back, well, I'm kind of changing it for this season. Like if you could go back or go forward to another phase, what would that be? Like, and it could just be like, if you want to go back and just enjoy that fate, like relive it and just get a little bit of that energy or give yourself advice or yeah, like, um, leap forward to just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. What is your thing? I mean, I guess if I was going to be going back, there would be so many times where I'd probably just be saying just to go back and be like, do not worry. All these risks are going to pay off. Everything's going to be okay. You know? Um, but but it's a bit you know to sort of like go on touch on what we were just saying it's like now it's just this phase of now of just really feeling like um coming out of lockdown hopefully you know (laughs) everything crossed you know everything crossed and just being in this space that I'm in and really being able to enjoy it Mm. you know and be able to kind of yeah I'm looking forward to being around people again And I guess this is your other phase now. Now you finished the book, the Oracle, even like this is the new phase. The Oracle's done and it is exactly, absolutely. This is heading into that new space now. I'm excited Mm. about what I'm going to be stepping into. Mm, I'm excited. I can't Mm. wait to see. I can't wait to see what's next. They've come out for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So where, and I need to come to the shop as well. So where can people find you like where where's the shop where can they connect they connect with you where can they find you online cool so online probably the best place is instagram which is mama moon candles and um my website is the same as that uh and then my shop is in east london in hackney and you can come by appointment only but i think i'm going to scrap that because i think when i can have more people 
in mm. I'll be able to just so I'm open on the weekends on Saturdays actually just Saturdays and um look out for the rituals that we're going to be doing there you'll have to come along and yeah do one with me yeah I'd love that oh I loved it when we did that one at Ace Hotel we did a good one didn't we that was really good yeah that was really lovely yeah so um so yes yeah, so I'm looking forward to kind of just being able to you know what was I sort of like a yeah to be able to facilitate Mm. you know some kind of magical circle in real life and yeah. create connections and um you know I've had people who have made friends at lots of my rituals same before. so yeah, yeah it's such a lovely feeling isn't it mm. it's a real sort of like um so I really want to be able to have this space to continue to create that kind of energy and yeah um and have loads of magical women come together and call in on our power oh I love it so are you going to be doing any more online stuff for anyone that isn't in the UK do you know what I have an idea for an online thing Mm -hmm. and um I think that I'm gonna do it very soon Mm -hmm. so um I and and it's gonna involve the journaling and um scent magic So um, I've got it. Yeah, (laughs) I've just started writing down the notes and I thought, you know what? I think this could be something that's really good. So I'm just experimenting with it all myself at the moment. And um, I just want to, you know, be able to check that it's all kind of, that it's uh, as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't even think of it. Sorry, the lockdown brain's coming. But yeah, yeah, I just want to do something, you know, I want to do something that's really wholesome, makes everybody feel really good and sort of like, Mm. um, and I know that a little bit of magic mixed in with this journaling, I think is going to be a real powerful sort of like output into the world. Oh yeah. Cause journaling is so powerful. So underrated. It's but so many people resist it. <laughs> like it's like, just right. It's right. <laughs> you get going, you yeah. look forward to getting up in the morning and doing it. And on the days that you don't, mm. you really realize that you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. The fog. Yeah. yeah absolutely it's just such a brilliant release Mm. especially first thing in the morning I mean any time of day is better than no time um and making it work for you but I think there is something about doing it first thing to get up first thing in the morning absorbed everything else absolutely absolutely no phone that's the kind of killer absolutely no phone before you start Mm. journaling just completely get your pen and you know what and you get a really nice pen as well oh yeah really nice pen and then you can properly just kind of like, it's like, I, I you know, I do a little, I did, a, I've done little pen blessings with my pens. Have you? Yeah. It's a really nice kind of quick little way that you can kind of just, when I'm writing as well, I bless mm. my pens. Is that I in write, one of your books? I think there's a pen blessing. There's a good lot in everyday magic. There's a exam pen blessing. So mm-hmm. you can bless your calculators and your pens before you do your exam. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just used my magnet incense mm-hmm. and I just bless. Yeah, I that always. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and I always give my little pet, my, before I, because if, when I write, I write everything. I don't know how you do it, but I write everything in a hand by hand and then I type it. Oh, do you? Yeah. I just, I'm just ha- like, I say write, but it's more like a scribble. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's hardly yeah. illegible, but all in hand. Yeah, I don't type it up. No, I, 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 oh no, not my journal, sorry, my writing, my book. Oh, oh, my, oh, journal. my God. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she is backed up. <laughs> oh, no. That, if anybody saw anything that I'm writing in there, <laughs> I would be absolutely mortified. <laughs> that is my deepest, darkest secrets. Like, it's, yeah. it's, I even think it's kind of something that 
yeah, I mean, I, I, they will, they will all be burnt, I think, at some point. Yeah, I always think that if anyone read them. <laughs> it's so personal. It's yeah. so, so personal. You've got to definitely be the living with people that you trust or be living on your own if, you're, if you really want to make the most of it. Because, yeah. you know, and that's why you can just kind of, even if you want to write and you want to just, after you've written every day, you just scrunch up that piece of paper and chuck it on the bit you know, yeah. rip it up and chuck it in the bin. Yeah. But no, when I write my books, I write everything by hand. I don't oh, no, I write it all. I type it all up. Because I just yeah. have notes that just come into my head and it's normally my phone or my laptop's near it. So I just kind of do that and then bring it together. But some whenever I've tried to write by hand, it just doesn't, that's never, sometimes it helps me kind of like move things around, like around and get out of my head a bit, but it's never, yeah. the, it's never what I end up using. Right. Okay. It's yeah. never really, yeah, I don't really know. But I was thinking like with my journal, sometimes I think like, should I write on a note? You know, sometimes on like Instagram or Facebook and people are like, I do not give permission for Instagram to use my pictures or whatever. Yeah. Like sometimes you think like, should I write on my journals? Like if I, if I die, before I <laughs> do not it, read this. Do not read this. No, I probably wouldn't say do not read it because then of course the person's going to read it. If you say don't read it, they'll be like, oh, what's in there then? So <laughs> like, maybe like this is very boring, just burn it or put it for recycling. Because I do think, imagine if someone... If you die, I do think about that, about people who've died and then people make books out of their journals. It's like, would they really wanted you to have done that? Mm, I know. I won't. I don't. (laughs) No way. No way. I mean, yeah, I kind of think, yeah, you need the sort of Adrian Mole. Yeah. That say, keep out. Tomorrow's yeah. diary. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's me, like, think, of course they'd want to print it and make a book out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that even enter my mind? But yeah, don't. Like, I know, I'm literally like, sometimes writing what I'm going to make for lunch that day. Yeah, like, me too. It's like, it's so, it's like, like a weird dream that I've had or something that's like bothering me or like, for what I'm going to have for breakfast or deciding. What yeah, to but have the for amazing lunch. thing is, is that when you, the more, what happens is the it's a pra- all right so like a meditation it's a practice yeah the more you get into it the more I realize that these are the thoughts that would have been going on in my head when I was meditating 100%, 100%. it's completely what I would have been thinking about you know did so and so should I have done that I'll do that yeah. later I don't know. come back to the mantra no no, no. you know like yeah. it's exactly <laughs> the same you know yeah. it's like it, but, but I think expelling it for mm-hmm. me is just oh it's magical it's incredible yeah. such a release yeah you're moving it out I always think like meditation puts things on pause semi <laughs> depends yeah. depends where you're at with it but med- um, journaling gets it out and helps you process whatever it is that's coming up for you yeah I mean I think you know and that's but you know I think it puts it on pause if you are in a certain space it's mm-hmm. very 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 difficult it's not easy mm-hmm. for everybody to just put it on pause no that is really yeah. tricky, you know, yeah. and, it, and it, it, it takes a long time. I have, I, you know, I have had meditations like that. I think the breathing and the um, breath work is probably the, you know, is a good pause for your brain, isn't it? Yeah, That's if really breath powerful. work, your brain can't wander Yeah, in the same That's way. exactly right. It can a little bit, because I think like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. This is getting hard. I'm <laughs> but bored. I was, my yeah. lungs hurt. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> why did my nostrils were really cold? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, but then as soon as you kind of push through that, that's when the magic happens as well. Um, so I'm going to wrap this up because I feel like we're going to be able to end up like, talking for hours. Well, you're going to have hours. a big job editing this one, aren't you? It'll be worth it. So worth it. 
<laughs> thank you so much for being a guest. I've loved talking to you. Oh, thank you for having me. I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> We're not quite finished yet. After we stopped recording, Semra and I were chatting and Semra was telling me about this spell that she wanted to share. And I, of course, was like, quick, let's start recording again. Let's get this on the record so that people can get the most out of this magical offering that Semra is sharing with us. So here it is. Okay, so this is a brilliant one. It's a brilliant one for release. So, and it's because it takes a little bit of time. So you really get to kind of think about it and go through all the motions and the process with it. So what you want to do is um, get a piece of string and put it in some salt water. And then you tie the string. Think of your problem Mm -hmm. and think of what you want to release. And as you're thinking of it, you take your string, which is now wet with the salt Mm -hmm. water. Yeah. You take your string and you tie it in a tight knot as you're thinking about the problem. And the you know, the kind of the more stressful or the, you know, the more you think about it, you pull the knot tighter. Mm-hmm. So there's a good bit of resistance okay. going. And then leave the knot somewhere to dry overnight. And then you start a seven day process. So it's like a seven day spell. So each night for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. sit with the knot. The string's got to be dry at this point. Sit with the knot and just think about your problem and start to undo the knot. And it's hard, like, and it's yeah. mentally, it's challenging. There'll be resistance in the first couple of nights. The knot isn't going to go anywhere. You'll just be pulling at it a little bit. But you could do it, like, for 10 minutes a night, 20 mm-hmm. minutes a night, whatever you feel. But at the end of the, throughout the next seven days, the knot will start to loosen up. Mm-hmm. And as the knot is starting to loosen up, really start to think about your problem evaporating. Okay. And the problem just going away. So. As you're sort of like, I would say the first three nights, really think about what you're, what you want to release. So maybe focus on that more than actually, because I like more than the more unknotting. Than just so like start to unknot and really start to, yeah, exactly. Start to go through all the motions. Like, what has this thing taught you? What have you been through while you've been going through this? Mm-hmm. Who are you as a result of it? How has it helped you grow? How do you want to change through it? What do you want to bring? Mm -hmm. So, you know, really make it a very conscious kind of almost like a meditation, focusing on the knot and focusing on what you're releasing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, on the seventh night, it doesn't matter if it happens before that. That's fine. I know that someone's going to be asking that, like, what if I do it What happens if it undoes on the tree the third night? It's fine. But I would say to really be able to sort of like take your time with it, give it five to seven nights. Mm -hmm. And just eventually it will be undone. When it's undone, chop it in half, Mm -hmm. burn it, gone, dissolved. Okay. (laughs) Can it be any type of thread? Any type of thread. I would say not a piece of like thin cotton. Yeah. Like, you know, just, <laughs> Can you imagine trying to like pull it tight and then like, <laughs> this has been seven months, Emma, and this problem has definitely gone, but I forgot, haven't we? I'm so obsessed with trying to get this knot out of this tiny cotton. Um, I would say the best would be a nice, big, thick brown piece of string. Okay. Like jute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, I, my question was going to be like, uh, like, could you use a different color? The different okay. significance. Yeah, so colour correspondence in magic is good. Um, I would say I would use a colour correspondence maybe more if it was to do with something I was calling in. 
Okay. So I would say a white, a black, or like a jute. Mm -hmm. I would do it with like a jute. I yeah. do it with a, like a nice thick kind of like piece of parcel string. Mm -hmm. You know, so do the thing. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. But I would say colors. Use colors maybe more for when you're calling things in. All right then. And salt water. How much salt? How much water? Because I know that there are people like. Do you get this? Whenever I put something out, people always <laughs> ask the specifics. I'm like, just whatever, it's like whatever. Say so, yeah, exactly, and that's when your intuition comes in, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a bit slapdash. I'm just yeah, like a bit of that, and a pinch of that. Um, so I would say if we want to go for specifics, if you had like a soup bowl of water, mm -hmm. maybe nine tablespoons, well, nine teaspoons. Sorry, nine yeah, teaspoons. Yeah, salt in like a soup bowl. Yeah, and that can be any salt. Any salt. Salt is great for purification. Mm. So it's kind of pure, it's almost like the salt is kind of purifying the knot. So that's where I would say the magical correspondence of that in the spell mm -hmm. is. And if anybody, I mean, like, I know that you're probably the same thing as me, just do it whenever. If you've got a problem and you want to do it, do it whenever. But if someone wanted to work with the moon, would you say like the wax, uh, not waxing, waning moon or? Yeah, I would do it over a waning moon. Yeah, mm. definitely. But, you know, I mean, I think sometimes with magic, that's something that, you know, in the moon, it's always kind of a little bit of imagination can be called for, you know. So if you wanted to banish debt, but the moon was waxing, mm -hmm. this is when you do a spell to call money in. Mm -hmm. You know, but if the moon was waxing and you wanted to banish, you know what I mean? It can yeah, kind yeah. of... You can always switch it over a little bit like that. Yeah. Because also, like, when you're getting rid of the problem, if you're, if it's, we, we associate waxing moon for energy building and calling things in and waning moon for releasing and letting go of things. But also, we could use the waning for the letting go of the problem. But also, in the waxing moon, you could do the spell for the letting go to call more in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, I think that's the thing with magic. It's about imagination. You know, mm -hmm. it's about just being able to think, oh, okay, you know, that works with that. And, you know, this could work with that. I don't know. You know, like there's always kind of little things with different correspondences, working out different things of numerology. If you put, you know, um, a certain amount of pinches in, what does that mean? How does that work with that? Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so it is endless sometimes the amount mm. of things that you can kind of put in for something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the thing. It's like playing with it. Like if you want to, like it might not be the moon phase, but the moon sign might be correlating with what you want. Absolutely. And also you could go by days of the week, couldn't you? Because yeah, each day of the, of the week, week has a different meaning. Exactly. Every day of the week is connected to a planet. So you know that you can always connect something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. then like numerology, like I talk about that in the, episode before yours with Francesca um yeah like it's just like I said it's that curiosity it's so easy to get caught up in the oh I've got to get it right and have the right amount of salt and the right amount of water and but it's just like just do it and go or just feel into like what do I want to do how do I like I love this idea that Semra has just shared but like what do I want to do with what I've got yeah absolutely and you know I think it's that's the thing it's like if you are really it's trusting your Again, it's trusting your intuition with it. Mm. You know, yeah. it's trusting your intuition. Can I, should I use this in here? Oh, no, actually, I'm going to use this. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's, it's about tailoring everything to you. Mm. I always think in my books, they're always a guide. But if you yeah. don't like something, don't use that. You know, there are some yeah. 
crystals that you might not have a connection with. Yeah. Never force that. Yeah. I think that I say this all the time as well. Like just because I love a crystal, you might not, you might not vibe with it. Like just because it's good for that thing doesn't mean that that's what that is what's good for you. Absolutely. How many times might you just pick a random crystal and then just be like, this is what I was drawn to yeah, every time. Look at, look at what it yeah. means, you know, look up it and you're like, ah, oh, that's why this one's yeah. called out to me today. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I do that all the time. Um, that's how I choose crystals. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I choose them too. Like, rather than what's good for me. It's like, what's catching my eye. Yeah. I run my hand over it. And yeah. I just, I've got them all in a big bowl. I run my hand over and then I see which one's calling to me mm. and then I just pick it out. And that's generally the one, you know, that I'll mm. kind of, although I do have my favorites, I've got my favorite guys. So yeah, same. <laughs> the one thing you got, I haven't bought a new crystal in like so long. Cause I just go back to the same ones. Yeah. Same. Which but I think I is think- better. I think that's better because I think they're like, you know, it's sort of like they are like your little family members mm. you know, and you know which one does which job. And yeah, as, as as fun as they are to continue buying, you do only need a small collection. And then, you know, you always call in on those, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that ritual, that spell. Um, I'm like, what problems have I got? <laughs> <laughs> what a problem to have trying yeah. to fix your problems. Yeah, I know. Thinking like, are they right there? Are they there? <laughs> They're just not. Like, I think we've had such a lovely chat to you. They've like faded into the. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode of Another Phase. I hope that you have found these topics insightful and expansive, and that yeah, you've enjoyed listening to this as much as I have done recording it. You can find me on Instagram at tamaradreesen underscore, as well as my website, which is wolfsister.com. And that is where you can book in with me for a tarot reading, find out about moon ceremonies, events, my books, as well as the podcast show notes and links. If these conversations have been resonating with you and you've got a spare few minutes, then I would really appreciate it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and show some love for another phase by leaving a rating and a review to let people know what they can expect when they're listening to these conversations. If you haven't already, then make sure that you are subscribed to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the episodes that are coming up. They are released weekly. Thursdays is where it's at. So I will look forward to catching up with you then.